Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join the Record of the Month Club at joinvmp.com slash songspodcast. Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I do want to give you a friendly reminder that each and every episode comes with a unique playlist via Spotify or Apple Music. You can go to songspodcast.com or scroll down to the description of this episode and click on a link to the playlist, Apple Music, Spotify. They are there for you to experience the songs that we talk about on each and every episode. Thank you so much, and let's get right to it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Songs for the Moment. This week, we are going to be talking live tracks, live music, songs that were recorded on tour at a concert. This one was tough, and I'm not going... I wasn't really that tough for me. My co-host, my producer, my right-hand man here, Sean Heber... Uh, we'll tell you how tough it is. So go yeah, for it. Yeah, it was it was re- <laughs> uh, second week in a row. It's been really hard for me to make a list, but for uh, this one's for a specific reason is because like a lot of the live stuff that I wanted to put on here was from like live videos of bands taken at the show. And, like, so there was a website. I forget the name of it. If anybody knows, uh, hit me up on Twitter or something. It was a website back in like the two early 2000s, like 2000 to 2005 or six. They would upload like a lot of concerts from uh, scene bands like uh, Poison the Well, Norma Jean, American Nightmare. Um, a lot of hardcore bands and metalcore bands and stuff had videos of shows at like small clubs. But like I used to go to that website and there was a lot of live live stuff on there that was great, but you can't find it on any like music platform. Cause it was just a random show from their tour. So, um, I had to rethink how I was going to approach this so we could even make a playlist out of my lists. Um, <laughs> but it's... real, real quick, I will mention a couple of things that people should check out. Uh, we'll, we'll drop some links to these videos in the show notes. Uh, there's a Deftone, like there's no live Deftone stuff on any streaming platform that I could find, but there's a specific live video that made me want to go see them. Um, in the first place, and that's Be Quiet and Drive live in uh, at the Bazaar Festival in 1998. Um, that video made me want to see that band really bad, and flash forward to now, I've seen them almost 15 times. That's amazing. So, yeah. And then uh, another video you should check out, I'll put it in the show notes, is Deftones at the Rock in Rio in 2001 when they covered Weezer's Say It Ain't So. Uh, in the middle of the song Seven Words, when it stops and there's a break, they just go into a Weezer cover, which was great. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, like there's it. countless videos that I wanted to get the songs of and put in the playlist, but it's just not feasible. Yeah, I wish there was a way to be able to like share like the stuff you have on your computer on these streaming services, but then like I remembered Napster and and that's just flashbacks to Napster and that's all that happens. Um Yeah. Uh there's a site like the kind of like what you're talking about that I like to go to and watch like live videos. This guy here in Philly that shoots stuff, um, Hate Five Six. I don't know if okay. you've ever heard of that. And there's a lot of hardcore stuff, a lot of metal stuff. Um he's got it all listed, you know, alphabetically on his website. You can go on his YouTube and uh uh Vimeo, um, or how Vimeo, whatever that site is, Vimeo. Um, Vimeo, yeah, there's some good stuff. That's where I saw and discovered Ceremony for the first time was on a video that a friend posted from his his stuff. So he goes around and shoots all these shows, um, and it's really cool. So uh, it's kind of like what yeah, you're talking there, about. There were yeah, there were a lot of sites like that back in the day because that was like when video on the internet first started really being a thing. Yeah. Or at least as far as I re- I can remember, you know, I like, like yeah. it was right around the time that um, Napster kind of started getting really really popular. 
then you people started realizing they could share like concert videos and that's what i was like super into like i used to crawl on like irc chat forums looking for concert videos oh yeah 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 and that's where i think you made me concert video cds before um because back then kids we used to put them on blank cds um, or dvds if you were fancy if you were very fancy um, I, I don't know if it was you or Chris O'Brien, shout out to Chris O'Brien, or Shane Evans, shout out to Shane, made me a Rammstein video. It was just strictly just all Rammstein music videos and concert videos. And um, whoever did that, thank you. That I mean, we're also times. talking about the days where sometimes bands would put out like something called an electronic press kit DVD. Oh yeah, or or sometimes you would put their CD in your computer to rip it into iTunes, and there would be like a video that just popped up from the CD that you wouldn't know about otherwise. I remember Deftones self-titled. Anybody actually has that CD? If you put it in your computer, there's like a whole studio video, like an in-studio live video and stuff. That's really cool. I think they that's were called dope. Enhance CDs. I think that's mm-hmm. what like the the branding yep. was called. Um, we were just talking about like Psycho Circus, like beforehand. I was telling you the history of Kiss, not being a fan of Kiss, but knowing the history of Kiss. Apparently, um, they they had something like that, and it was like a whole game. It was really cool. It was it was neat. Um, I miss those days because like that was the kind of stuff that like you know kept us going, and uh, um, now we have access to everything, so it's not that fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you found like a really dope live video of a band or something like that like you kind of felt proud back then yeah because you know, not a lot of people had seen it because you know you had to crawl on message boards and stuff and not to mention like i wasn't allowed to go to live shows for like a while so it's like seeing those things from my you know fair bands and stuff was it was cool um, well i mean it was also because the area we grew up in there was no places locally to see a live show so going to a show to our parents meant like letting their kid go to like Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was, it, it was good times back then and sad times, but um, we're like, I would like we were talking about, we're talking about live music today. And uh, um, since it was hard for you, do you want to go first with your first song? Yeah. My first song um, is, it's not like an old song or anything. It's a, the Deer Hunter Bring You Down. Uh, they put out a live album in 2015, and this is the first song off of it. Uh, it's a really, really cool version of the song. Um, I think they actually had uh, some violin players and stuff there, so it sounds pretty close to the actual recording. Um, if you haven't heard the album that this song is from, it's called Migrant, and you should definitely check it out. I think it's Deer Hunter's best album by far. Definitely because it's n- it's not part of like their uh, act one, act two, act three. I think they're up to act five now. If they're like uh, concept records, but this is like one that they just did as like a break from the concept album routine. Nice, nice. Um, I've heard of them. I've heard you drop the name a few times. I don't. I might have heard some of their songs. I just I'm not familiar with them, so it's definitely someone I'm gonna check out. Yeah. So their singer Casey was in. Um, the receiving end of sirens. Okay. okay. And then he left them to go do this. Right. And that's when the receiving end of sirens got a new singer. And then after they released that album with that new singer, I think they decided to call it quits. Gotcha. It wasn't too good, or just it. It wasn't bad. Um, it was just you could tell that they got somebody that sounded as close to what Casey sounded like as possible and tried to write like he was still in the band but he wasn't okay makes sense yeah it wasn't bad though it wasn't a bad album Hmm. I'll check it out because I I know that band too and I've probably heard songs it's the name it's the name that always sounds familiar and I'm like I probably heard them I was just listening to um, a mix the other day that probably would have had them on there so um, I'll definitely check out the, the Deer Hunter live song for sure um, yeah yeah definitely but what would your first song be All right. like every 
show, I try to not go in order. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to go really weird all right off the bat. Um, Walt ihr das Betten Flammen sehen. It's a German, it's a German uh, title. It's by the Mighty Rammstein. It's off of their live Aus Berlin, which is live in Berlin, um, live CD. It's their first live CD. Um, and it features songs off of Herzlide, which is their first album, and Shane Sucht, which is their second and a couple unreleased things. Um, the DVD and CD are totally different. There's a lot of stuff on the CD that's not on, or there's a lot of stuff on the DVD that's not on the CD. They just selected a few different things. But this song is really cool, not because it has a really cool long ass title that's fun to say and people don't know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> that, it means, do you want to see your bed in flames? That's the rough translation into it, which is. That's so metal. Yeah, it definitely is. And um, the reason why I picked Rammstein for the live episode is because their stage show is insane. There's always fire or fireworks or some crazy thing going on. And I remember with this song, because when I saw the DVD finally after many years, uh, he's got like these like pyrotechnic like looking gloves, but they have like things like coming off of them and he could shoot like fireworks out of them, which was really sweet. Hmm. Uh, so he did that and it's just a really cool song. It's heavy. I, I just like the guitar riff into it. Um, but my fondest memories of this song in this album is it's the album that I got. It was the first album that I got taken away from me uh, by my parents. <laughs> because only for the reason. There's only one reason. Only one reason. It wasn't because it was German. It wasn't because it was metal. My dad loved metal, obviously. We talked about that before. It right. was because on the back, the T in Rammstein is a T. But to them, it looked like cross and there was fire going up around it. So they were like, oh, it's a burning cross uh, we're gonna take that shit away from you the and devil I was so mad that i had my grandfather um get get it for me for my birthday again <laughs> so i had another i had another copy uh, you went above their you went above their heads oh yeah well in yeah, the hierarchy of the family the hierarchy of the family <laughs> for sure for sure there was plenty of those uh, moments by the way and um it's just funny because that just i know that would my parents are uh, religious. I wouldn't say they're hardcore religious, but they're pretty religious now. And back then they were too, but not as much as now. I guess when you get older, it kind of like takes hold of you a lot more. Um, it's just funny because they had nothing to do with Satan. They had nothing to do with like, even and that had nothing to do with white supremacy. It was just their tea in their name. And it's just, they're a band that has fire on stage. Now I've showed my dad videos of Rammstein now, and he's just like, "But doesn't no, he like? No didn't he like Kiss though? They had fire and pyrotechnics all the time." He, uh, I don't know if he was a big Kiss fan, but he was definitely a Maiden fan. Definitely yeah. a Maiden fan, which directly spoke about the devil. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's> just, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he liked Motley Crue, sang a song about shouting at the devil. I mean, come <laughs> on, like, give me I a could, break. He liked Ozzy Osbourne, who many thought was the devil. I mean, I could keep going. And it's just, you know, I get why they did it. And I understand, you know, they're just being parents and parents do those things. Yeah. But I mean, check this one song day, out. you know, you'll understand too, you know, one day you'll be a parent and you'll be like, oh shit, what am I going to do here? Um, <laughs> okay, I'll do... A great big pile of leaves. We don't need our heads live. Uh, they actually put out a live album, but this is acoustic. So it's a more stripped down version of the song. Um, I love this band and they have not released an album in so long. And every once in a while, they'll tease on Instagram that they're like building a new studio. But it's been like two years, I feel like. And every time they post a new picture of the progress, I'm like, you guys haven't done shit. <laughs> like it's still it's still not even done being framed out, man. <laughs> well what if what if what if they already done that's already done, the music's already done, and they're just fucking with everyone. Well dude, they haven't released a record since twenty thirteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright then. <laughs> but it, that, that record is one of my all-time favorites though um they put out a they put out this live album though um called live from the living room ep um in 2011 and it's just random songs from a couple of their releases and 
We Don't Need Our Heads is one of those songs that like when they played it live, like the entire room went nuts. I saw them at the church in Philly. It was such a good show. I feel like any show at that place is great. Yeah, I've never been to a bad show there. I mean, I've been to a show that was uncomfortable because it gets really hot in the summer. Oh, yeah. But that's about it. And there's like almost no ventilation down there with a couple hundred people like moshing and stuff that can get... Like the floor at one time was actually soaked in sweat like you could slip on it. That's nuts. It was disgusting in there, dude. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a summer show there. I know the last show I went there was Silverstein, um, which it was, in, I think it was in October. So it was like, it might have been warm that day, but it probably got cooler that night. But still, no matter what time of year it is, you get that many fucking sweaty dudes in one area, you're, you're, you're going to yeah. fucking... And the show, and the show I'm talking about at, at the church was, uh, I think it was, um, he is legend, oh, and I can't remember who opened. Maybe Horse the Band. Lucky Horse yeah. the Band was sick live, by the way. They were so good. Um, but yeah, he is legend uh, played, and it was so hot that they actually had to cut their set short because they couldn't take it anymore. Like it had to be 130 degrees in there, like to the point where it was it was like a heat wave in the summertime in Philly, and so it was like 95 degrees and humid outside. And when you went outside from being inside, it felt like you were walking into the air conditioning. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody that knows East Coast humidity, that's that's kind of an accomplishment. Yeah. Very. To walk outside and feel good <laughs> during a heat wave. That's funny. Um, before we move on here, I do want to ask the question because since this is the live, ep- the live, uh, concert type themed episode, what are your, some of your favorite live concerts you've been to or some of your favorite moments going to these shows? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, one of my favorite shows I've ever been to, uh, was Deftones and Dillinger Escape Plan. Dillinger okay. opened for the Deftones and they're my like my two favorite bands like and they did a tour together like a little mini run yeah that was probably one of my favorite shows ever um that and poison the well and deftones back when deftones released uh their self-titled was a really good show at the electric factory turnover at the units at the uh not the unitarian church the union transfer in philly Great just venue, by the way. Yeah, it's sick. Just because that venue sounds amazing and Turnover plays perfectly live. Um, <sighs> favorite moments was probably when I saw Dillinger at Union Transfer. Um, and I was watching them on stage and for a split second, I lost track of where the guitar player Ben was. And I looked down at the soundboard and he's on top of the soundboard, like (laughs) just going nuts. And then he just like, uh, kind of crowd surfed back up to the stage. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, Dillinger at the church when the singer took the cymbal stand was jamming it into the uh ceiling oh jesus and it was like raining (laughs) ceiling tile dust down on us nice (laughs) because like we went we went to that show with like a group like we were like probably 10 to 15 people deep okay and we were all up in the front left side of the stage like right in front of the pa speaker so when the singer would come down and climb up on top of the pa speaker he was literally right in front of our group of friends and he went uh during when good dogs do bad things he took the ceilings uh the the cymbal stand and started jamming it into the ceiling and he was like you know putting the mic in people's faces and stuff so that was awesome that was a really good show we all got so sick after that show because we like blew our voices out and Mm -hmm. we were all wet because it was at the church but it was like december so it was cold outside but we wore shorts into the show because we knew it was going to be hot but afterwards, we were all sweaty and left, and we got so sick the next day. <laughs> was it worth it, though? It was so awesome. Like, we, <laughs> our voices were gone, dude. Yeah. 
I don't know if you've ever seen the Dillinger Escape Plan. They're incredible live. I miss my opportunity to see them. Uh, sadly, I've seen video. I mean, it's not the same as being there, but um, man, I would have loved to see them for sure. Um, I'd like to see them. I would have liked to see... I know Norma Jean's still around, but I'd like to see Norma Jean live. Um, I'm really in love with that out that that one album they put out the second album, but like Bayonetta was on there and like all those weird titles on on that. Oh uh, yeah, album. the one after I think it was the one after um, Bless the Martyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know my favorite concerts I've been to are so many. Um, most recently, of course, the the Frank Turner Mezinger show. Um, Andrew WK show was really fun. I the Depeche Mode show this year is probably my second favorite show of this year. Um, I think Dude, I I'm to, jealous you got to see them. There's oh, they were so good, man. I wouldn't have seen them, wouldn't have paid money probably to see them because I at the time I I was kind of low in cash and I was saving my money for the Frank Turner show. That was like a couple of days later. Uh, my friend won all those tickets, so I was just like, "Yeah, I hope I get." Because he was going to take his girlfriend to a lot of them, and then yeah. he was going to let me pick one. Or and what happened was that uh, his girlfriend got to pick all those shows she wanted to go to, and she knew I liked Depeche Mode, so she let me take the Depeche Mode tickets, which was great. But I ended up going to see, um, because she didn't get home in time for Fits in the Tantrums, which they put on a really fucking good show, um. Some of my favorite moments would be, uh, man, um, meeting Jared Leto at uh, Bamboozle 2006, which was really cool. We got to tell him that I like American Psycho. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, Oz, my first Ozfest, which was an eye-opening experience. My second and only other Ozfest was in 2005. I got to see Iron Maiden, which was my highlight of that year. Um, everyone probably think graduating high school would be a highlight. It really wasn't that big of a deal to me. <laughs> like, yeah, I finished <laughs> high school. Yeah, whatever. And like that summer, I got to see Iron Maiden with Andrew Franz and his family, by the way, which was cool. Um, I think it was like his uncle and his, uh, like, you know, that side of the family or whatever. Uh I got to meet Mudvayne that day too. That was pretty sweet. And Killswitch. Got to meet Killswitch, um, Mudvayne. Um, I shook hands with Rob Zombie. Like I reached over to thing and shook his hand. Um, so when you met Killswitch, did you meet Adam D? Yes. Dude, I heard he's like the man. Like he was like the nicest dude. They didn't. Re- they didn't really like talk much because like the lines were like you know, they were getting people in and out. But they. Uh, he was specifically funny. I know that. Uh, Howard was really cool. I talked to Howard a little bit. Um, I think the person I met the most... I met As I Lay Dying there, too, that night, that day. Oh, really? Yeah, I met As I Lay Dying, Kill Switch Engage, um, and and Mudvayne. And I got to talk to the lead singer of Mudvayne after me and Andrew left before... Um, or after Maiden got off and uh, Sabbath, I think, was playing. And I've already mm-hmm. seen him already, so... We left and we saw, I think his name is Chad. I believe his name is Chad, the lead singer of Mudvayne, um, was just hanging out by his bus. And we just like, you know, we went over and he came right over to the fence and we started talking. I asked him if he's seen Maiden. He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him countless times. Nothing new to me. <laughs> like, it was just really <laughs> funny. Um, so, yeah, some of those like and then like my I think one of my favorite concert moments wasn't even a big show. It was at the Legion Hall. Um back in the day you know local bands uh, yeah yeah there's a lot of nights that were really fun like filming them and the one time where they sang um bro him Uh, pennywise song yeah the uh so there was a kid that went to school i think you were in our in our school when like you came over from where were you going at the time because i don't think you came freshman year you came i was in Oh yeah, I went to Wildwood Catholic my freshman year, and then uh, I just transferred to Tech uh, sophomore year. I think it was freshman year or sophomore year that that. Um, I think what, it was our so. I think it was two. Yeah, I think it was our sophomore year. Jason McCullough, do you remember him? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that show. Yeah, I yeah. remember that show. And that was when they did bro him at the end, and like everyone was like going nuts. 
grabbing the mic. I got to grab the mic and sing for a little bit, which was really fucking cool. Like that was something yeah. that was really neat. Um, and that was like one of my favorite times going to a show was just local shows, man. They were they were just yeah, fun, the, man. They were just great. Yeah, the local shows back in the day were super fun. You actually made me realize I forgot to mention that I had met um the guys from Team Sleep uh chino from deftones side pro- side project because they played in philly at the truck mm-hmm. and they were just hanging out outside after the show and i was smoking a cigarette in the alleyway and they came outside and stuff it was really cool uh chino's a nice dude uh their guitar player is really cool he was kind of like you know um really wanting to get like pizza but we were they he didn't realize that you know we were in chinatown <laughs> yeah the truck is that's in philly the is, yeah. um but yeah i gotta say the drummer of hella zach hill he was the drummer of team sleep one of the nicest people i've ever met in my life super humble um just a really nice dude he was talking to me and my buddy dan for like i don't know 30 minutes that's sweet just shooting the shit about music and just whatever it was really really cool that's cool. I met two more, uh, one more, two more mentions because now I'm remembering things since you talked about Chino. Um, I met Andrew WK this year, which was really cool. He, we waited really long and I had to go to the bathroom like so bad. And I could have like went around the corner and in a little alleyway and did it, but like, man, I, I don't like doing that for, and I just held it in like a jerk. Um, yeah. And then I remember one of my favorite moments, definitely. And this is just an obscure concert. I won tickets through um a contest i was part of this like indie singer named adam richmond um who's a songwriter now for random people um he was like acoustic pop type music and i really liked him and i i heard from him through the streetwise street team thing that i was part of um yeah do you remember i used to like come over Zach's house with all that merch like like yeah, I think I had Dawn of the Dead pens and Dawn of the Dead shit. Like it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that stuff. <laughs> so they would send just a whole bunch of stuff. So they sent me a whole bunch of like um stuff that he was uh like compilations that he was on and then like uh, I think his EPs. And then I won because I took um a banner that had a link to his website and like whoever from each city that they were playing in had the most clicks win one um tickets and gets to meet them or whatever so i just put it in my like signature for this new jersey devils form and i'm like hey guys if you i made a, i made a thread i was like if you guys you just click that link in the thing i'm trying to win tickets to the show and i you know i had a i a pretty good relationship with a lot of those people on that form so it wasn't like some random dude coming in asking to do something right um, yeah that and forums that's really important is like <laughs> yeah you just you you have to have a relationship or have like a deep posting history for people to even trust you on those things um yeah so we get to the show me and my friend sophia went and uh is that like caesar's palace like in one of their rooms or whatever and it was it was uh adam richmond opening up for american hi-fi and better than ezra and really great show I got the drumstick from the drummer of American Hi-Fi. I met the lead singer from American Hi-Fi. I took a picture with him. And I met Adam, and he was really cool. And the pictures were taken by this girl and her mom. And her mom was like, you could tell was like a big concert goer in the 80s because all she kept talking about, like, yeah, I've been in this show. I've been... Have you ever seen Metallica? <laughs> they were really great at just like, like one of those kinds of people. And the girl was really cute too. And they were my age and everything. So it was sweet. So um, they took the picture and I was like, I got their information. And like, of course I wanted to talk to the girl again, but like I wanted my pictures. Never got the pictures. Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I saw that drumstick though. It's, uh, it's, it's in LA actually. I kept that drumstick. So yeah. But yeah, man, that just, uh, I think we're about due for a song off the playlist now. Whose turn is it? Is it my turn or your turn? I think it's your turn. <laughs> okay, you did. Yeah, great. You did that uh, one song. Okay. Um, what should we do? All right, I'm going to go Deuce. Uh, it was a song by Kiss off their album, their live, their first live album called Alive, which is heralded to be one of the greatest live albums of all time, but also the most controversial. Uh, because of the accusations of overdubbing, um, studio right. dubbing and editing and all that crazy stuff. 
Um, the reason why I picked this song, I like this song. Kiss is cool. Like, I think I said this one or two episodes ago, I think on the Goats episode, where I said, like, you know, I think I, it was either on the show or, like, after. And I was like, at least you didn't have a Kiss song on the playlist. And I just made a, a snide comment like that. But, um, <laughs> like I told Sean beforehand, like, I don't doubt their contributions to rock music. And they put out some pretty cool songs. And their imagery is really cool. And, you know, it was different at the time. But the, one of the reasons why I picked the song as well is that it was recorded in our neck of the woods where Sean and I grew up. And that is Wildwood, New Jersey. It was recorded at the Wildwood Convention Hall in 76. Is that correct? 75 or 76, I think. Okay. And uh, which is really cool because there's a rich history from what I was reading and been told over the years that a lot of big acts came in the 70s and 80s to Wildwood. It was like the destination that it is now. I think it was like way different back then. And bands used to come through like i heard van halen played i heard the, Dude, I heard the played. beatles played like i'm pretty sure my mom saw the beatles on wildwood really yeah i'm gonna double check this double check that but i know my mom saw the beatles before that's amazing like 100 like, that's so great that's such a story to tell like you got to see one of the most influential rock bands of all time man that's so that's so crazy i, I don't think i know anyone who like any adult like have seen the Beatles. Like that's the first person I know of now. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Um but yeah, I heard Van Halen, like all those bands came through and I just wish bands like that would come through again cuz it would make it so, like cuz summertime they make so much money. I think even in the wintertime people would come down just for those shows. Well, here's uh, the thing. I actually I actually did a little bit of digging into why we don't really get a lot of um people down here to play shows. It has to do with a lot of times when like a big enough artist wants to play a show, let's say they play in Atlantic City, right? Mm -hmm. They sign a contract, say, say it's with Live Nation, that says that they will not play another show within a certain amount of time in a certain radius from that place. Ah. Uh, yeah. That so, sucks. Right. So they so if they if they played here, they couldn't play in a month in Atlantic city or, you know what I mean? Or maybe if the radius is big enough, even Philly. So that's why they, they would, they kind of choose bigger cities because they could please more people, you know, in yeah. the same time frame. Yeah. I would just think because of how big summer is where we're from, that more bands would come. I mean, like the last few years, I don't even think they even had a beach concert this year. No, they didn't. And I know um, it was funny because last year I kind of noticed last summer, not this, not this summer that has just passed, but last summer it wasn't really that busy around here. Really, this summer was definitely busier than last, um, but still not what it was like when we were growing up. I think it's like people really don't have the money to vacation and stuff like that anymore. That's nuts. Because I used to they had like Brad Paisley or whatever, Tim McGraw. Um, one year they had like a whole bunch of nineties rock bands like uh Alien Air Farm. Yeah, I wanted to go to that, dude. Me too. Me too. I remember people complaining about that. They're like, "Oh, we, why? Why can't we get like Tim McGraw again? Like, cause not everyone listens to country, douchebag." <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw everyone complaining about. It. My even my cousin Shay complaining about that. I was just, come on. <laughs> um, I remember going to Poison at the Wildwood Convention. I was I was Poison and Cinderella. Yeah, Poison and Cinderella. My dad would have been proud. Definitely That's awesome. Proud, yeah. So, but yeah, I will go into my next song, um, which is I was talking about Dillinger before. I've seen them a few times. Um, they when they re-released under the running board, it had a bunch of live songs after the album, and there's um, the Mullet Burden. On oh yes, there, live yes, and. I was lucky enough to get to, get to see them play that live a couple of times. Um, what I wanted to do was I wanted to put the mullet burden from the Hellfest DVD. Uh, that was the first time I had seen live footage of them. And uh, I think I think the mullet burden and 43% burnt were on there. And when okay. I saw 43% burnt at the end, they literally take 
a guitar cabinet and throw it into the crowd and the crowd just rips it apart like their shows are so insane like they got they got you know their old singer would come out and like breathe fire and stuff like that like sounds into, like a good time yeah dude their their shows are insane but um i couldn't find that so i put the mullet burden from that album on there so that'll be on the playlist um they're one of those bands that when you listen to them you, you think like there's no way they can play that live but they do and it's, okay, it's just as heavy and they're going ape shit when they do it <laughs> I remember listening. You were the one who let me borrow, or you made me a copy or something of uh, Dillinger's that album. And, under uh, the running board, under yeah. the running board, and then hearing that uh, Mullet Vernon um, with that scream in the middle of the song. Yeah, I always remember that. That scream was what hooked me. I was like, "All right, that this was is the cool." Fir- <laughs> that was the first Dillinger song I learned because the riff after that scream is yeah. so good. Yes, sir. It's so good. I had to. I had to learn it. Um, I learned that whole song though. That's I mean, awesome. it's only a couple minutes long, but it's hard as shit. <laughs> that's so great. Um, man, uh, yeah, that's one band that I wish I saw live. Yeah, uh, never will. I mean, they're, they're not, they they said they wouldn't discount doing like a, like a reunion show, like maybe in 10 years or something, but they're the kind of band that they go off so hard live that the older they get they're they're not going to be able to do that anymore the way they used to. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why they broke up too, is because like they, I mean, they just couldn't act like that anymore every night. You know, it's funny. I went to this um, like hardcore, metalcore, whatever kind of core it is. There was like a whole bunch of bands like that there. Um, it's called uh, Saints and Sinners Fest mm-hmm. up in Asbury Park, and. I saw bands that, you know, I I forget what year it was, 2007. I'm going to look this, because this is kind of relevant to what we are just talking about with Dillinger. Um, no, that wasn't 2000, that was 2006. So I saw bands like uh, Despised Icon, Ed Gein. Um, Dude, Despised Icon is sick. Ed Gein is fucking insane. <laughs> uh Every time I die, which was really cool. Um, job for a cowboy. Uh, mindless self indulgence play, but I do not remember seeing them. The uh, number twelve looks like you, who I was just talking about the other day. Uh, Unearthed. So good. Um, through the eyes of the dead. Um, was that everyone? Really? I feel like there was a lot more than that, but uh, yeah. They, it was a good times to see those kinds of bands. I know, like, I remember you showing me um, Tony, Tony da- Tap Dance Extravaganza. Tony Dance Tap Dance Extravaganza. And everyone yeah, yeah, was yeah. talking about that band there. And I was like, oh, I know them. I've heard of those. I heard of those guys. <laughs> like, I yeah, felt they're, so... Yeah, they're nuts, dude. <laughs> and Nora played there. And I don't remember Nora even being there. Like, I don't remember half these bands being there. I just know Kill Switch Engage and uh, Atreyu, like, closed, the, the, like, the one night. Um which was cool. Got to see those guys. Um, I, I st- it was my second time seeing Killswitch. Uh, and Job for a Cowboy fucking ruled. That was one yeah. of my, that's one of my favorite, like that kind of music, like seeing bands like that. It's, it's kind of far and few between for me, but like seeing Job for a Cowboy, like they were fucking awesome. I love yeah. that. Th- those guys are really cool. I love their logo and it's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, next song up. So speaking of Asbury Park, <laughs> I'm just going to transition to this because it's funny. Um, I'm going to pick Jersey Girl from Bruce Springsteen. Now, sadly, the um, edition, I guess you couldn't find the one that I have on my list on Spotify, but it's still the same song. You'll still get to enjoy it live. Uh, mine is from, let's see, what year is this? Um, it's from the album Live 1975 through 1985. It's like four or five LPs. I got it used at uh, Amoeba, and I, I, I love Bruce Springsteen. He's one of my favorites. And I like this song. It's uh, it's a corny love song um, about Jersey Girls and all that good stuff. But, like, I love Tom Waits' cover of this song, and that's what's like, I knew, I knew Tom Waits' cover, but I never heard Bruce's version. Or is this is a Tom Waits song, and Bruce covered it. See, that's what I have to... I have to 
like you said, we need to do research before every show because then you yeah. fuck up like that. But anyway, either or, it's a great song, and Bruce is a hell of a showman live, and he tends to tell stories in between songs and within his songs, and it's just a so really it, cool experience. I actually have a question about this. So the Bruce on Broadway thing, right? Okay. Whatever he's doing with that, is that like is that out on DVD or can you only go see that live? If he's is he still doing it? Like what is it? Okay, it's a one man show. He's telling okay. that he's basically telling his story, his life, to his songs and stuff, and he's playing acoustic versions of the song. Um, you can see it on Broadway, or on the 16th, you can see it on Netflix, um, a Netflix okay. special doing you to see the show in its entirety. Um, I believe it'll be on DVD, and you definitely there's a record coming out, I guess, with all the stuff that he's done on it. Um, I think he's done either in January or the end of this year. Either the end of this year or January. So and it's him talking and some music. Yeah, he's sometimes. Pl- no, he's playing music the whole time he's talking. Like he, it's just him talking over songs and him playing guitar. It's just a really cool like one man show. Like they did. Um, he did a performance at the Tony Awards. Uh, what was it last year when they first started doing the the Springsteen on Broadway thing? And uh, he was just telling his story about where he grew up in Freehold, New Jersey. And he was just playing like this really like somber piano, like um, piano, like track or whatever. And he was just playing it on the piano and it was just really good. It was just really captivating. The guy could tell a story, man. Like it's there's there's all these certain people I can sit and listen to talk. I've heard he's really mesmerizing to listen to tell a story too. So I'm I like that's why I asked you about it because I heard like something I think maybe Howard Stern was talking about it the other day. And then uh yeah, I got really curious. It's really cool. Like I'm I'm so happy that a lot of people, like even a lot of the like, you know, celebrities have gone to see it have like talked so much like like they gave it so much praise. Like uh S- Sylvester Stallone went the other day and posted on his uh Instagram and um, some of the people from Friends went there, and just all a bunch of different people ended up going and seeing that show. And it's just like I feel like I'm missing out, and I'm so happy that they are doing that Netflix special. It comes out in two weeks, so I'm like really pumped. It's a yeah, good, I'm actually it's a good pretty Christmas pumped present. about that. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot to even excuse me like talk about that because it's a unique live experience seeing one of the best songwriters of our time, you know and um, they're not touring next year at all. So, because he's they're gonna take you know Bruce is gonna take a break because he's just been doing this like Broadway show for uh, a year and a half, two years straight now. So it's like, geez, you know, it sucks because yeah. I really want to see him live. I haven't. I had I had so many opportunities to, and um, sadly none of them came to fruition. But good, I'm glad he's he's taking a long needed break, and I'm sure they're gonna be recording something new too. So. Uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So my next song would be Turnover on, um, Audio Tree Live, uh, the song Humming. So there's this thing on YouTube called Audio Tree. Uh, they do, they bring certain bands in and just have them play a few songs live and they, they, they shoot the thing really well and they take all the sound really well and they mix it. Um, but Turnover did this a few years ago. And uh, they made they put out an album of just them, you know, of just that cut. And the song "Humming" is really, really great. It's off of Peripheral Vision, uh, their album. I've put them on here, I think, once or twice. Uh, definitely is. Um, I've seen them live. They sound so good. Um, and I would say that when I saw them play live in person, they sounded better than they did on this recording. Um, but they don't sound bad on this recording at all. Um, they're definitely one of those bands that's really honest live. Like they don't, it's not like they record anything that they can't actually pull off, you know, live. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I mean, I've listened to Turnover because of you from the last couple of playlists that you put them on. And also, also like they always come on, um, you know, I have a playlist already made or listening to like a Spotify curated playlist and then they'll always play songs that are kind of related to that playlist you listen to afterwards and Turnover is always a band that shows up. So, yeah, um, I like them. They're definitely really good. Um, 
I think they were just playing with Citizen not too long ago. Yeah, I mean, after uh, their album Good Nature came out, they kind of blew up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they got way bigger and they deserve it too. I mean, I've, I like even their old stuff that they don't even play anymore. Like, they're more upbeat, like uh, more, I guess you could say, like rocky kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the album Magnolia to me is one of their best records and it's just like they won't play it live anymore or anything hmm. yeah that's the one you told me to listen to um is there a reason why they don't play it anymore or is it just because of their new sound they kind of just stick with like kind of just their new sound they're just sticking with the new sound they have um i guess you know it, it i mean to put those songs in the same set you could do it but there's no like in between songs for them it's like it's not like what Cause it's not like they had a record in between Magnolia and peripheral vision where they kind of calmed down a little bit, but still had some like more upbeat elements to them. Okay. Like they just completely flipped the script with their sound. Gotcha. Well, I'll definitely yeah. have to check it out then. Um, so there'd be like no transitional material live, you know, they'd have this okay. really upbeat number if they opened with it and then everything else would just be like a crashing halt <laughs> in the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll save the best for last. So I'm going to go with uh, next, The Sand in the Gears by Frank Turner, which is uh, a single. It's not on any album. Uh, He put it out not too long ago, I think at the beginning of this year or uh, sometime last year. I just know it was right around the time Trump got elected because the song is a protest song Um, in a different way, of course. It's not like, you know, like a a hippie protest song. It's just like kind of an anthem kind of like t- telling you like if you if you're outraged about who's in president in the president's uh in white house and you want to do something about it get out there do something about it you know don't just complain about it on facebook type of thing um yeah it's a great message honestly it is and you know frank is obviously not an american he's from england so a lot of people are like oh why is an englishman tell you know um talking about this like stuff that we do here in the country in, in the united states uh does affect the other other places in the world so of course people are gonna have opinions about it but anyway the song's really good it's a really good catchy sing-along song too um he played it i was so happy that he played it um here in philly uh not too long ago when he was here and uh th- like that show in general was just really fucking awesome just a very positive experience like yeah. The most concerts I've been to, I've never had a problem with asshole people. Um, I think maybe just one time it's when I saw Yellow Card in May at Stockton. Um, and they played at Stockton and uh, people were just being like, you know, frat boys were being assholes. And my ex, Ashley, who shout out to Ashley, because I think she listens to the show once or twice. So if you're listening, shout out to you um, for uh, beating up on those guys. Like she started pushing them around. I thought she was going to start throwing punches. It was awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was not taking any shit. <laughs> I was yeah, about but to... at the same time, at the same time you were like, yo, don't cause too much trouble where I got to jump in. Cause there's more of them than me and they're not going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not just going to push. I'm going to start. People. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So this show was just really, really like amazing. And I'm just so happy you played it. And I believe he talked about writing a song. I think he might have wrote, started writing that song here in Philly. So um, he's got a really big like history with Philly. He played a house party here after a show at the TLA. He went to a house party and played with uh, with the Menzingers of all people. So um, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. And the Menzingers are from here, so it's just like it's perfect. So he's got a really deep history. But this song's great, and you know, I mean. I, it's no secret i'm not a trump fan i don't think a lot of people are anymore i never was uh and i like the message but like it's just a it's a message if you don't like what's going on in government and you feel like you have a voice and it's not being heard go do something about it you can do stuff there's there's ways of having your voice heard and uh this is like a really good message like sean said and it's a good song and he's a great songwriter and uh you know not the fr- uh, first time that I put Frank on a playlist and it won't be the last, I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, my last song, um, no surprise that they're going to make an appearance on here. Uh, they're one of the best bands of all time. Chumbawamba. Uh, 
<laughs> Absolutely. It's Chumbawamba. <laughs> you read my mind. Um, no, uh, they're one of the best bands of all time. People have said they're one of the best live bands of all time. Pink Floyd from the album Pulse. It's a live album that is long as shit. Um, the song Shine On, I think it's the first song on the, on the record. It's like uh, super long, but it... it um, have you ever put on a live album and it makes you feel like you're there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Rammstein one. This, the beginning of the Pink Floyd Pulse album makes you feel like you're standing in the crowd. Oh, that's awesome. Like, and they're walking on stage and it's an epic moment. It's awesome, man. Like, um, It's one of those things that as soon as we said that we were going to do a live episode, I knew that I was going to put one of, these, one, of the, one of their songs on there from this record. Because my dad used to play this all the time. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, it just means a lot to me. Um, that's why I put it on here. And if you've never seen or heard clips of Pink Floyd live, you're really missing out. Honestly. I don't think I ever heard, so I am definitely going to check it out dude, after this. Dude, you have to listen. Don't even just listen to this song. Like, Just go on Spotify and just download Pink Floyd Pulse and just listen to the whole thing. It's so good. Right. It's a compilation of like a, a tour they did in 1994 for the Division Bell record. And uh, the whole album's just cuts of different nights of the tour. Oh, they did On The Run live. I'm going to be so happy to hear this. They did most of their songs live <laughs> on this record. <laughs> like, if you have a favorite Pink Floyd song or you like any Pink Floyd, pretty much it's probably on this album. Alright, I'm downloading it. It's, it's so good. Um, I got a, I got an explicit story to tell. Um, after I might have just, I might have told you this year. I'm not sure, but there's a really fun story to on the run um, that you'll probably get a kick out of. I'll tell you that later. Um, all right, I'm debating because now, like, there's so many songs popping in my head now. But I'm actually going to talk about this one because I mean, we just talked about them a little bit when I talked about my favorite concerts I've been to, and that is Depeche Mode uh, with the song Stripped. Um, from the album 101 and it is from june 18th 1988 when they were live at the pasadena rose bowl in southern california in la um which i've been i drove around drive, i've been in pasadena before it's really cool city it's a really small little like you know community um it's where they shot halloween which is really cool um so there's a lot of cool history in pasadena and Depeche Mode was one of the biggest bands in the 80s. Um, I feel like they they uh, are probably one of the bigger like electro bands that come from the like 80s pop electro bands that come from Absolutely. that time. Absolutely. And Martin Gore yeah, rolls. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Martin Gore is awesome. And uh, Stripped is my favorite Depeche Mode song off of my favorite Depeche Mode album, uh, Black Celebration. Um the song play live is just it's it's got these keys these descents that just send chills down your spine and it's like epic moment like you just hear them pl being played and like there's this like kind of like toy box type like wind up toy sounding like like going on with it and it's just yeah it's an epic song and it's been covered to death by so many like shiny toy guns have have done a cover of it um Rammstein did a really awesome cover of it, which is always one of my favorite things to tell the story because it's um, it's interesting. Since they're German, they rarely sing in English, and when they do, they pick their songs. They pick uh, Depeche Mode, uh, Stripped, and they don't sing the full like chorus where it's Let Me See You Stripped Down to the Bone. They just say Let Me See You Stripped. And they really like their cover of it because they took it and made it their own. They didn't just... Right. You know, they didn't just try to um, emulate it in any way, but you get the song and you still know it's stripped, but like it's Rammstein. And it's one of my favorite live songs at Rammstein. And the only reason why I didn't make this list is because uh, Volker Ball is not on any of the streaming services. It might be on Apple Music, but I don't, it's definitely not on uh, uh, Spotify. So I had to pick the Depeche Mode okay. version, which is cool, which is one of... Okay two songs or three songs that I filmed the whole the, the whole entire song when I was there live at Wells Fargo um, to hear it live really it was like 
it was intense. Like it, it was, yeah. it was cool. Actually, Deftones covered two Depeche Mode songs because they're one of Chino's favorite bands. That's awesome. Uh, like the reason he has like a, such a unique voice is because he's obviously into like Morrissey and Depeche Mode and all of those new wave '80s bands. Like that's his main shit. Like that's his main influence of his voice, and you can totally hear it. But the two cover, the two covers they did were uh, "To Have and To Hold." Okay. And they did um, Sweetest Perfection. Sweet. Yeah, dude, To Have and To Hold is a crazy cover because they did it, like, really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't even heard Sweetest Perfection, honestly. I just couldn't think of the name of the song that they covered that I knew about, so I Googled it. I'm going to have to listen to Sweetest Perfection. I feel like you definitely need to listen to 101, too. It's a really good live record. Um, they did a documentary, too, about... Um, I mean, they have a lot of the concert footage and stuff into it. Like, you see the full, like, I think you see the full set um, from this show. But they also show, like, them talking about the tour. And, like, it was, like, shot while they were on tour. So it was, like, you know, um, you get to see them in interviews and, like, on the tour bus. And it's just, I like those kinds of things. Um, Music documentaries, for me, are one of the best things to watch. So to know that they came with this came with that like i need to buy this like i gotta find if they have a, uh, a record or a cd or a dvd or blu-ray whatever i need to buy it because it's definitely one of my favorite ones and stripped is such a great song and black celebration one of their better albums yeah that can conclu- i mean i don't have any more songs for the list it was really hard for me to make like we'll put a couple of the ones that like i couldn't put on here because we can't find them anywhere uh as like an official release because they're just like you know videos Definitely. I have one in the show notes. I have one bonus. I'll say it real fast. Fear of the Dark, Iron Maiden, one of the better live bands I've ever seen live. And uh, Fear of the Dark is one of those really cool songs. And Rock in Rio is one of the biggest festivals in the world um, down there in Brazil. And the crowd goes all like they, the the crowds down there are just amazing for any band that pops up on stage at one of their festivals. And um, I just like Bruce Dickinson's voice. It's so great. And I like, there's a part where the song starts off slow and the crowd is like owing to it and it's really sweet. And then like before the song gets heavy, Bruce does this like monster laugh and it's just, oh dude, it sets the tones. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, check that out. I don't think out. people listen, if, if people listening haven't heard of the rock in Rio, like um, that's where actually Deftones covered Say It Ain't So and like a couple of the best live videos I've seen of them have come from that. Like the crowd there is like Woodstock size. Yeah, man. It's ridiculous I'm, how big that crowd is for that festival, and it's not like a commonly heard of thing in America. And they they go crazy for any type of band. I saw a Rock and Rio show, or maybe it was Lollapalooza in Brazil, but either or Brazil just goes wild for anyone. I was watching a Monsters of Men the other day. Um, they're set for one of their one of the shows down in Brazil, and that crowd was insane. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah that is that is it for this week's show um before we let you go there is a new shirt in the shop if you go to merch.songspodcast.com you can pick that shirt up it's 19.99 just in time for the holidays um late hanukkah gift or a uh, actually i think hanukkah's over today as we record this so i should ask my wife she would know okay um <laughs> <laughs> late hanukkah gift christmas Whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa, any of that stuff, happy holidays to you. Uh, pick up a shirt for you and your loved ones. Be the coolest person in the room. I promise it will happen. Um, yeah, you wrap yourself in some comfy swag. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, also, we have a Spotify profile now. So go to um, any of our social media. And I'm going to post it on our uh, website, too, um, where you can get the link for that. And all of our playlists will be there. I'm going to try to import all the other playlists from all the other uh, shows that we've done um, on different Spotify accounts because, you know, because <laughs> I have like 20 of them um, and all that good stuff. I don't know if you can make one on Apple Music, can you? A profile? Um, I don't think without creating a new Apple ID. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's right. We talked about this yeah, last week. We, yeah. And uh, so if you want to find um, all of the 
uh, playlists for Apple Music that we ever do, I post them on my personal profile for Apple Music. So if you click in the show notes and click on the Apple Music, that's the profile it takes you to is mine. Um, so you'll, you'll see all the playlists that I make for the show, as well as I think my heavy rotation is on there, which is like what I listen to a lot. Um, so if you're curious, what I'm listening to that day, yeah, if you're curious is what I'm actually listening to all the time, you can go on there and look. There you go. And um, I have to send you all the thumb, like the, the, the graphics I made for each playlist. So you have them uh, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website. It's all the same songs, podcast, songs, podcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at real G rod. Uh, and on Instagram, Sean, where can they find you? You can just find me um, on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Sean Songs Cast. And since uh, I'm the same guy on both of those, are you the same guy on both of those? Are you? Are yeah, you different? Same, on- same exact person. <laughs> okay. I don't split my personality up between social media sites. Good, good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one more thing: we're almost here at the end of the year. Um, we're going to be posting up another. Uh, poll here on Tuesday. So you're listening to this on Monday or whenever. There's probably a poll up, so go vote. Um, I think we're going to save the last two shows of the year, one for like maybe a retrospect. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or like our maybe our favorite songs that came out this year would be a interesting uh, task for us. Okay. But uh, okay. also look forward to that Christmas episode. It's coming for sure. Yeah. So that's it for us today, this week. Thank you for listening to songs for the moment where every moment has a soundtrack. Later on, guys. Later on, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>